Hello and welcome back to another episode of Say A Spotlight. We are your host Jake and Matt and Milan have won the league. What, what a, a roller coaster, man. What a roller coaster this season was. Who would have thought in the beginning of the year that Milan were going to be crowned champions after they, you no know. No one would have thought that. We we didn't film, a, we didn't record a preseason prediction episode, actually. So I wish we actually had done that because we would have had our predictions. And we predicted after match day one, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. But I had Milan finishing fourth. I don't know about you. Mine was third. Actually, my, okay. I had Milan in third. I remember going into the season, I thought Juve were going to win the league. Yeah, because they had Ronaldo still, right? Yeah, exactly. I thought Atalanta were going to come in second. I thought Milan would come in third, Inter fourth. And I thought that Napoli would miss out on Champions yeah. League football. So. I had Napoli in my top four. I had Juve, Atalanta, Milan and Napoli in my top four. I didn't have Inter. I had Inter fifth. My I, God. I slept on them, huh? You're nuts. Yeah. You're nuts. A bit, a bit naive. I got too ahead of myself there. I saw, you know, Lukaku and um, all those guys yeah. leaving. Hakimi. Yeah. And the, of course, replacements were not too standard. But anyway, Milan. Milan, Milan. Milan, champions of Italy. So th- in this episode, basically, guys, we're not going to go into too much detail about the happenings of, of match day 38. But rather, we're going to be overlooking the entire season of Serie A 2021-2022 and giving our takes, talking about how the season went exactly and all this while we have the Conference League final on the TV where Roma are winning 1-0 with the second half just underway. Matthew has hemorrhoids and has bet 159 euro on Roma to win this within 90 minutes. So. Okay, I have one hemorrhoid and I bet 139 <laughs> okay, okay. euro that Roma are going to win this in 90 What's the minutes. Return? What's the return? <laughs> What's the return? <laughs> 318 euro. Which you're going to use to remove your hemorrhoids. <laughs> I'm actually going to use it to buy you all those kits. Yes, so guys. <laughs> I owe you genuinely like. Guys, um... Those who have been following the podcast are very much aware that we made three bets. We had the prediction series, which I have officially won with a total of 12-10, because we didn't start it from the beginning. Uh, We had the Verona and Sassuolo one, where I bet that that Verona would finish ahead of Sassuolo. And And stupid, basically. And we had that, um, I said that Immobile would be top scorer, and you said that Vlaovic would be top scorer. And I've won. romantic of me. I've won all three, and of course, you must get me three kits and give me 20 oh, euros for Fanta Calcio, please. And that, that ends right there. He's livid. But yes, obviously, I put that bet over there, bro, so that I can start buying your kits slowly, slowly. Nice, bro. Nice. So just good, just good. be patient with me, obviously, because so, it's quite Are you going to surprise me with who you'll get at the back of the kits, or do I have a say? No, I think I should surprise you, just, I'm, for, I'm in for, just for the sake of it. I mean... The kids that you want, you're going to buy yourself anyway one day. So let me yeah. get you a couple of funky ones. Sure, sure, I think, sure. I think I'm you'll in. enjoy I'm them. In. I'm in for that. Just don't buy any kits in the meantime. because we, we don't want to get I'm, the I'm saving up. <laughs> so, bro, um, what did you make of the celebrations before we get into our tops, our flops, um, our dream team of the season, you know? Mm. What did you make of the final game, Milan against Sassuolo? It was done and dusted within 30-something minutes, bro, the game. Yeah, I mean... As Milan fans, we were both shitting ourselves going into it because we know what Sassuolo are like. Um, we know they're essentially every top team's dark horses. Yeah. And it ended up, I mean, Consigli was essentially Spider-Man between yeah. the sticks and it just seemed instant like Milan were going to run away with it. So much yeah. so that it almost seemed a bit anticlimactic by halftime. The second half was just like... 
people, okay, everyone was waiting. Up. Everyone exactly. was waiting for Milan to win the league in the second. Exactly, and the acceptance had already kind of kicked in, which removed some of the animosity that that fans normally have when when waiting to. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's totally true, bro. In fact, um, let me tell you, I wouldn't have had it any other no, way. No, one hundred percent. To I be honest, celebrating yeah. like watching the second half relax is not something I thought that would happen. <laughs> I thought I thought we're going in for a two-two, like exactly. Something yeah. crazy. And at the end yeah. of the day, it still went down to the final match day. I mean, it barely happens. It happened in Serie A, and it happened in the Premier League this yeah. year, out of the top leagues. Otherwise, they were they were walkovers. The celebrations. Obviously, as a Milan fan, I'm I'm a massive fan of them. I, I haven't love stopped shit. watching them. Bro. Hey, the, the I clips. love the shit house. There, there's Theo screaming, "Chala no glue!" And everyone feeling There's Zlatan saying, "What do we think about Hakan?" My there God. is a bra being thrown at Giroud. <laughs> There's, <laughs> there's, there's Giroud being way too drunk and Florenzi saving a ladyboy hey, from bro, the flag. Everyone there's, is so human, it's <laughs> brilliant. There's Zlatan coming out with a cigar, Kalulu with the bottle of champagne oh, on his back. Calabria laughing his ass exactly, off the, the entire time. The like just, just fanboying. It's amazing, bro, it's amazing. There, there's Leao crying with his family. Yeah. All these scenes, these, it's like, you know... The lo- this is the happiest I've been football-wise since 2011. 100%. Since, since the live Atalanta game, up until this very moment. Up until like the yeah. celebrations in Hamroon. <laughs> oh, yes. Because <laughs> the, game, the game finished. Jake and I got a bottle of champagne and we went to Hamroon, which is a red and black village in <laughs> yeah. Malta. And there's the Milan Football Club there, established in 1979, and we went to party with a bunch of animals, man. We thought we yes, were sir. the biggest Milan fans in Malta. Yeah, no way. A couple way, of like, fucking no. diehard fans <laughs> over there, man. Definitely. Shout out Hamroon, baby. <laughs> okay, uh, shall we read the, the scores of how it went so then we can kick back and just... Sure, sure. So the match they started off on Friday between Torino and Roma. Roma dismantled them three goals to nil thanks to two goals by Tammy Abraham and one by Pellegrini. There was Genoa nil, Bologna won on Saturday afternoon thanks to a goal by Musa Barrow. Shortly after that, there was Atalanta against Empoli and shockingly Empoli won away from home through a Stula goal in the 79th and uh, by Rami assist making it 1-0. Fiorentina beat Juve 2-0, which was fucking crazy. And obviously Fiorentina, as a result, got Conference League. From that, it was a goal by Duncan and a last-minute penalty by Nico Gonzalez. What a season he's had. It was Lazio 3, Verona 3, shortly after. For one of the more entertaining games this weekend, thanks to goals by Cabral, Anderson and Pedro. And on the other side, it was Simeone, Lasagna and Hongla. It was Spezia 0, Napoli 3. Napoli love a good 3-0. It was goes by Politano, Zielinski and Demme. A rare assist by Catania. Very funny there. Inter also won 3-0 against Sampdoria, but didn't even celebrate a single goal because Milan were also winning 3-0 at this point. Goals by Perisic and 2 by Correa. Then, the biggest one, Milan 3, Sassuolo 0 at the Mape, two goals by Olivier Giroud and one by Frank Kessie for a beautiful send-off and three assists by the league's MVP, Rafa Leao. It was Salernitana 0, Udinese 4, that wasn't enough to sink the Salernitana faithful, it was goals by Delafeo, Nesterovski, Udoji, Pereira and Pereira again, a doppietta by Pereira. Venezia drew to Cagliari, which means that Cagliari also got relegated. It was a nil-nil, so no goals over there. Absolutely crazy finale, bro. Um, the one thing I wanted to point out while you were reading those, there, there was 
Salernitana losing 4 0, bro. Mm-hmm. And then celebrating wildly. How fucking fun. I've never seen a team lose 4 0 and just run off in celebration doing laps around the stadium. But to be honest, they do deserve it. Yeah, they do deserve it. And let me tell you what, man. Cagliari do not deserve to sniff this area for, yeah. for the next couple of seasons. I mean, what a bunch of losers. I mean, I obviously, I don't think they're. You know, losers, they're, they're all doing much better than I am. But, but from a Serie A context, from a competitive context in the biggest league in Italy, the team just did absolutely nothing to improve throughout the entire season. And I think that draw against Venezia is a perfect showcase of that. Power to Salernitana for doing something to actually improve the team. I even show more power to Genoa, who got blessed and they were actually on a streak and they improved the team. Cagliari did none of that. And they're yeah. just all defensive in, in the media now. I yeah. think that's what you're looking up right now. Yeah, in fact, uh, Giuliani, the famous Italian um, TV host, what would you call yeah, him? Yeah, TV, TV presenter. Yeah, um, was interviewing Carresa. Carresa is the president of Cagliari. Yeah. And Giuliani basically asked him a question and Carresa said, like, I, I don't want to answer because you've spread falsities about me. Saying that I'm going to sell the club and all that stuff. Um, They got into a heated argument where basically Giuliani told him, like, maybe your mentality is outdated. Maybe (laughs) having three coaches in one season isn't the way to go. (laughs) Basically, Carreza took off his headpiece, slammed it on the floor and stormed out. Um, you know, Cagliari are going to have to make some changes if they want to see Serie A soon. Again, you know, they, they're they fucked because now they have to sell their best players at a, at a, a heavily discounted price. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like that typically, includes Joao Pedro, Bellanova as well. Yeah, most likely. Most likely. Nandes, Nandes Marin. Yeah, even Pavoletti probably. Yeah. Cranio for sure. For sure, Cranio leaves. Cranio will go to the top. Even Lovato won't stay there. Yeah. But yeah, bro, um, absolutely crazy seeing Salernitana surviving. Um, we wrote them off ages ago. Remember that episode where like Salernitana are out, they're out. Our weekly, our weekly goodbye yeah. to Salernitana. <laughs> our weekly goodbye to Salernitana is what we had said, yeah. What a, what a beautiful league, man. But I think it's time we let the viewers know, the listeners know rather, exactly what has gone down in the context of the league table. So... Obviously, league winners, Milan, you know, against against all odds, the youngest team to ever win Serie A. It was an 11-year wait as well. Um, they drew level with Inter with 19 Scudetti apiece, obviously both a, a fair bit away from Juve, but both getting there, both teams are growing significantly. Inter, Napoli and Juve then form the rest of the top four. Lazio and Roma got Europa League in 5th and 6th with Lazio 1 point ahead of their local rivals. Fiorentina did just enough uh, to get Conference League 3 points ahead of Atalanta. Like we said, Salernitana narrowly avoid relegation through 1 point, whilst Cagliari, Genoa and Venezia go down. So, talk to me a bit about what a great achievement it is for Milan. So, first of all... um, Milan fans and followers of the Serie and followers of world football in general. Well, followers of world football in general have forgotten about Milan. Lately. Yeah, the yeah. younger generation just wouldn't talk about Milan. I mean, there was exactly. no reason to. They're probably following the Premier League, Spain, La Liga, and Milan hadn't been in Europe for a while. Exactly. You know? In the past eight years, I don't think Milan have been deemed a big club at any stage. There was a tenth spot finish. I mean, yeah. you know, it's been it's been pretty bad. There was Berlusconi holding on for too long. 
you know, players coming in from, on free aging players, you know, no ambition at all. Then Milan were sold to the Chinese frauds, mm. um, Yong Hong Lee and Han Lee, those guys who couldn't basically um, keep up. And the club fell to Elliot, which were a big American hedge fund. And everyone was saying like, oh, Elliot are just going to do some minimal work to turn over the club for a profit. Little mm-hmm. did they know the power of Elliot, man. Holy shit, the project. They brought on Maldini, they brought on Gazidis, Massara, they brought on Pioli, they brought Zlatan back. All the shit was the turning point. The 5-0 loss to Atalanta was the turning point. It started the cycle. You know, we well, saw we it almost happened. You know, second place last season. You know, a good Champions League run, like a good Champions League run, meaning performance-wise, not results-wise. Yeah. It had us, it had Milan fans believing, but then of course, Milan fans are so loose, used to losing and being disappointed that it's almost like ah, this is normal. But so then, eventually, when it goes down to the last day of the season, you're against Sassuolo, a draw, do you start to believe? And finally, boom, it happens. This is massive for Milan, the 19th Scudetto, of course. Fucking crazy. And the youngest side to ever win it. I like how you described what Elliot have done for the club. Obviously, Milan went through a couple of weird stages. At at one point, they were a retirement home for yeah. Premier League players. Then there were players like Menas and Tarapt who were aesthetically pleasing. But, you know, how much could they contribute to a top four side? N- nothing yeah. is the is the correct answer. I mean, there were there was then that period with the new ownership where Luis Adriano, Andres Silva, and the financial fair play Europe ban. I forgot to mention. My God, so many so many different stages that that Milan went through. I remember at a point, I mean, Bonaventura was the key player of Milan yeah. for a number of years as well. Suso relying on Suso, relying on Suso that. for far too long. At a point, it was Cotrone who was the who was the yeah. punta Chalanoglu playing out wide. There have been many. Uh, and, and every happy moment ended in sadness. Now I know that sounds extremely depressing, but like yeah. Higuain arriving with Caldar, everyone freaking out. You know, um, both of, Higuain was never happy to begin with. Caldara flopped. Yeah. You know, Bonucci coming in. You Even know, like, hey, well, <laughs> fuck you, yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, this guy like leaves. He's wearing the captain's yeah. arm, and then he leaves within a, a season. You know, I mean, Piontek comes in, this red hot striker, pum pum pum, all that stuff, and then all of a sudden he stops scoring. Mm-hmm. We have this generation goalkeeper between the sticks, this amazing talent who's gonna be a Milan legend. You know, overtake Buffon and legacy leaves to PSG for free. Shalonoglu goes straight to Inter, like a starting Czech artista off to Inter for free. You know, there have been many disappointing things. Kessie's leaving for free as well after saying he's the president, you know? So it's it's hard to be optimistic as a Milan fan, but this victory will start to make Milan fans dream again. For sure, and I mean, Milan went through every stage a team goes to when they're improving. I think we started being a bit hopeful, not that Milan would win the league, but that Milan would at least be competitive during the reign of Gattuso, I think we should show a lot of love and appreciation to what Gattuso did for the team because at least he instilled a bit of a team mentality. I feel like <laughs> he did. It's true. Under Gattuso, Milan became a team again. It was then purely that that refined the team he and made the, the team his own. He brought the fucking sauce. Yeah, um, so, so it's safe to say, bro, as Milan fans right now, we are freed from desire. Our mind and senses have been purified, no? I'm so relaxed, man. Exactly, bro. I'm so relaxed. I don't have a worry on my mind at the moment. <laughs> Thank you very much, Milan. But but yeah, no one would have thought that that this was that this was remotely possible, apart from Nigel De Jong. <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter. But it was possible. Inter 
fell short in second, Napoli in third, Juve in fourth. How predictable was that top four? Um, I mean, first place is a total surprise. Mm-hmm. Inter being there, I guess level-headed people, not myself, mm-hmm. perhaps at the beginning of the season, would have put them there, I believe. Napoli, there are people who know Spalletti well would have put them there. And Juve being fourth might be a surprise because people would expect them to be higher. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but other than that, not bro, in the I beginning of say... the season, though, huh? Not in the beginning of the season. Yeah. No, you're right. At, at the beginning of the season, they actually dipped, and people were saying they'd miss out on Champions League. Yeah, I mean, Allegri um, was saying that they're battling relegation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, um, the surprise might be people. Some people believed that um, Mourinho could do it with Roma, get them top four. Mm. I personally thought it was too much of an ask in your first season. Um, and then there is, of course, Atalanta. Who dipped and to me that's a surprise them dipping out of top four because there were no signs leading to this oh it's it happened so suddenly the injuries gossens leaving all these things hit them really hard randomly yeah well, what was so charming about atalanta was the very thing that killed them at the end of it because even in the beginning of this podcast we we're talking about how versatile they are and how can they and how they can afford to make 10 changes going into going into a match day because they've essentially got fucking two starting 11s and that was the thing that bit them in the ass. No there was continuity. no continuity in the yeah. team, and, and they just seemed to be lost in possession. I can't pinpoint a player that would have underperformed, but rather it was a whole shambolic performance by management. I would say. Totally, bro. Totally, it was a, it was a series of errors. When when it comes, not a series of individual errors. It was a series of errors when it came to a management point of view, as you said. Like again, like the whole Gossens thing, letting him go so easily to a direct rival mm-hmm. in the middle of a season. What are you fucking crazy? You know, say. even bringing in Jeremy Boga was weird. It almost went, it it contradicted the Atalanta way. The Atalanta way is to splash small amounts on players who are unproven but show great promise like and Coop will fit Miners. the system. Like Coop Miners. Coop Miners is a proper Atalanta find. Boga isn't. Boga was a big signing. In fact, I thought that since they're splashing so much, they must really believe in him. But in reality, any, anyone who observes the way they play would know that Jeremy Boga, as a as a left winger primarily, is not going to work in a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-1-2. He's not going to fit. No. And, and we've seen that. <laughs> he seems so... like He's either playing out wide on the left... Uh, and he's ki- or else in the middle, and he's kind of obstructing his own players. It, yeah. It's it's weird, you know. Granted, he might need time, but they really missed out the season because of that risk. Yeah. And how do you think the top four perform in Europe next year? Obviously, there's a history, well, recent history showing that Italian teams don't really perform well in Europe. I know we're seeing Rome and the Conference League final right now, but it's the Conference League. Let's be let's be real. Milan, Inter, Napoli, and Juve. Do they have what it takes to? I don't know. Reach a quarter final. I mean, on their day, they do, bro. Um, I think Juve needs some work, but judging by the rumors, you know, the, the fact that they might bring in Pogba and Di Maria, for example, you know, those two candidates alone can definitely get them out of the group stages, you know? Yeah, look what they did for United. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you look at Napoli, Spalletti's done it. No, he has in Europe. Spalletti isn't that. No, great. no, no. I, I, not, I don't recall. Degree, right? I don't. I don't recall. It was Di Francesco was that, Di got, Francesco that got Roma to the semis. Far. So Napoli as well would be a tough ask. They don't quite have it in them. You know, the thing is, Inter and Inter lately have been doing. The, they have been gaining um, yeah. Champions League yeah. experience. So I wouldn't be surprised if they actually go far next season. Then I look at Inzaghi maybe, and that's what puts me off. 
you know. However, however, I do have high hopes for Inter next year, um, both domestically and 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 both in Europe. At least if if things remain similar to how they are now, I think a second consecutive season under Simone Enzaki, who had such an instant impact on Inter. I mean, ending a season with 84 points and 52 in goal difference, it's a good start for Simone Enzaghi. And I think for his second season, things can really kick off. And we saw them play good football against Liverpool in the Champions League. And so did Milan, to be fair. So we could potentially see Italian teams start to compete, especially since, you know... Napoli brought um, Spalletti on and now it's his second consecutive season with them and he did well but they were very unlucky and, and, and at times wasteful um, Juve with, with Allegri he's gotten them to a final before you know what I mean yeah. and I, I believe no I, I don't think he got them to a semi and then it was, it was just the final but continuity now that there's continuity I believe that Italian teams could potentially do better in Europe I think so too you know you look at the Roman clubs if Roma do win the Conference League by the end of this episode we'll probably be announcing yeah, whether no, they have be or for not sure. yeah. <laughs> um, they might you know with Mourinho he's done it before then you look at for example Lazio who have Sarri and Sarri has actually won the Europa League before then you mm. look at Fiorentina who can potentially be a dark horse in the Conference League with Italiano we haven't seen Italiano knockout competition before in a proper exactly. European one you know so it's very very exciting next season bro I already can't wait the season's ended already and I'm already kind of thank god there's the Milan victory hyping me up because I'd be kind of lost without it. Hey, man. (laughs) But let's move to those two Roman clubs that you mentioned because they qualified for the Europa League. Now, this, to me, is a good finish for Lazio and Roma. I think finishing in fifth and in sixth, I think Roma would just be pissed off that they didn't finish ahead of Lazio. I think that would have been their secondary goal. I think Europe was, was their primary goal, being in the Europa League. And then it's like, okay, we can't fucking get past Lazio. And they beat them in the derby, they beat them three goals in, and they still didn't manage to to get ahead of them. How much of a kick in the ass is that for Roma, do you think? So, I think Roma knew what they were getting into when they brought in Mourinho, because Mourinho said in an interview to begin with, this is a project. This, this is a three-year three project, project minimum. Like so, And you look at Lazio, they brought in Sarri. Sarri's system needs some time to be, to be understood you know, by the players. So I think that just achieving a European spot will help them continue with some serenity, you know, and actually enable the coaches to make some changes that are mm. needed in the, to really achieve their style. Mm. Um, it's a good, it's a good finish for them. Yeah, it is a good finish. I agree. I agree. And Lazio, particularly at at a couple of periods, even more than Rome, I would say, they seemed to struggle when when it came mm-hmm. to getting things going. They were always good. In front of goals, so they always got goals, but then recovering, taking shape, it seemed like they were struggling. But towards the end of the season, although they lost to Milan, for example, who fucking lifted the trophy, so it's not that it's it's not that embarrassing. Lazio improved greatly yeah. towards the end of the season, and it's I'm so pumped for next season because the top seven has now, because of this, become the top eight. <laughs> I, I don't I don't believe I've seen in. in in recent history in Serie A, eight teams that can perform at the level that they do. Eight teams that are a scare for everyone. Now, I know you could say that, for example, Atalanta were being walked over and then by, by like Milan beating them 2-0, for example, by, and Empoli. Losing, by, by, <laughs> by Empoli as well. And we saw some teams maybe not being that competitive, but it's still a very, very, very competitive top eight. Yeah. Man, I don't know who's going to get Atalanta top four have next new year. owners. 
They do, and so they have we a might see some galore. some serious investments over there. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, these eight teams in reality could all have a shout to finish top four next season. I agree. I agree. Best best league in the world, baby. Best league in the world. No, I, I genuinely think so. This season, definitely, Serie A takes takes the cake. I'm I'm being, I'm think I'm trying to think in an open-minded way. Probably the the Premier League has obviously the best quality in in the world yeah. at the moment. With Liverpool and City essentially being the two best teams in the world, and both in the Prem battling it out season by season, club versus Guardiola. That's insane. But when it comes to competition from first to fucking tenth. Serie A takes the cake, no All doubt. The way down. Even no the doubt in my mind. The relegation battle till the very end. We didn't even know who was going to be relegated. Mm. Venezia were only relegated with three games to go, I believe. Mm. And then the other, the last team took till the last day. And Genoa till the penultimate day. Bro, how big is this for Roma? The, the Conference, Conference League, League final. Oh, it's massive. They're Bro, winning the, 1 0 against Feyenoord. Oh my god, Olivier just had it from like fucking. Going I did something very Oliveira to be yeah. honest. And to the, um, to the this stands. would be this would be massive for them, you know, just for the morale boost, just to keep their faith in Mourinho, to keep their faith in their players. You know, this would be massive for them. Even the fact that they'll actually have something in their dusty bonsai room. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. To be honest, a trophy, be it whatever trophy it is. Is big for Roma at the moment, just like it would have been for Milan in the past 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So good on Roma, and I'm excited to see them next year, man. A summer under Mourinho, God knows what the fuck he's gonna bring in. Huh? Lord knows the. He's the best when it comes to transfer yeah. market. Mourinho's the fucking best. He brings like. in some dudes with some serious mentalities. Eh? Like, mm. He originally started, in my opinion, at least I know Di Maria was performing and he was going to be picked up from Benfica, but he got him to Real, for example. Oh, he was he got guy, He got Ozil to Real Ooh. as well. The man is nuts when it comes to the transfer market, so I'm excited to see that. And Lazio, it'll be interesting if they see, if, if we'll, we will see them, Jesus, sorry. It'll be interesting if we see Lazio hang on to Maurizio Sarri. I think they will, to be honest with you. I think they'll splash in on Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. Um, they'll make some money They'll reinforce other areas Particularly the defence It, it needs serious addressing I think it needs defense. two signings at least It does like, Perhaps yes, even yes, yes. three defensive signings But yeah um, They could even get a keeper Because you know Strakosha hasn't been uh-huh. the best Strakosha he's, he's in a top 7 team But he doesn't make my top 7 goalkeeper yeah, He's probably, probably not even my top bro, 10 Bro 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 I heard Vicario to Fiorentina That would be so nice bro I want to see Vicario At, at, at a top level Like I would like to see him competing With the bigger teams He's fantastic we, We'll get to talk about yeah. Vicario However later on But you mentioned Fiorentina Fiorentina finished 7th Ahead of Atalanta What a massive season for Atalanta Now I know there was for a point Fiorentina. For Fiorentina, sorry. I know there was a point that we're talking about Fiorentina and top four. We always said it's unrealistic, but they were fucking there. And they ended up in seventh rather than, you know, Europa League. But still, what a massive, massive achievement with all the odds against them in the final day. I mean, the foundation was kind of laid a while back signings wise. Um, The manager, as as I've mentioned a million times on this podcast, you know, Comiso keeping Iacchini and standing by him was a mistaken weapon. It was very clear that (laughs) Iacchini was a relegation dogfight manager, mid-table manager at best. So like, it was quite unambitious to keep him on. But... You know, they brought on Italiano, they have those players, you know, like Jack Bonaventura, they have a few, like, seasoned players out there. They brought in a few hot talents like Icon and Nico Gonzalez. Mm. They essentially had four wing- mm. wingers Sapanara playing 50-50 well, every single game. It's true. You know, 
And with the tools they had and the manager they had, he managed to express himself and to express his style. You know, they were fancy, they were fun to watch, and they yeah. actually finished in a respectable position. And obviously, for the first six months, they had fucking Vlahovic yeah. up front. That fucking helped them a lot. I was taking a look at Fiorentina's past fixtures today to see who they did well against, who they didn't do well against. And I was seeing the goals scored by them in every fixture and every fixture is just one goal of Lavovic, two goals of Lavovic, one goal of Lavovic. Yeah. Crazy man. He had such an epic season at Fiorentina. True. Now obviously let's not go into how he's doing at Juve right now because we'll get stuck yeah. in another in another rut. Obviously disappointing for Atalanta to come in eighth. But shall we shift our focus to the relegation battle. Sure. So we've already talked about Salernitana and Cagliari briefly. Massive achievement for Salernitana, of course, to survive. Um, we had them down and out. Yeah. Our, our weekly goodbye to Salernitana, all that. What's he going to do, Nicola? He has to walk from Salerno to Rome. Jesus fucking To the Christ. Vatican, I believe. La, la Madonna. <laughs> you, know, you know what you're saying, man. I, bro? He's going to walk it to the Vatican from like where he lives. By the like. time he arrives, he's going to be a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Me, that will be champions of Europe by the time he arrives. He's not going to make it in time for preseason, bro. You know what? Walk, Davide. Fucking walk, walk brother. Walk, bro. He deserves Walk. It. He deserves every second of it, man. Yeah. But like... What the fuck do they do now? Do they keep him on for another season? Or is it they like, keep that's, him what, on. They that's keep what we got him, him for you and now to, he's off? You have to keep the guy on. Granted, he'll be gone by halfway through the next code, season. Man. He's a cheat code but, when yeah. a team's battling relegation. This he's was even more code. impressive than his oh, Crotone feat. Like, mm. So hard to call Crotone, Crotone and not Cutrone. You know, sometimes this comes out, you know, Cutrone. It's true. It's true. We spoke about Cagliari being fucking losers. And I think... Yeah, we can keep it at that, gonna get to be raided, honest. They're going to get fucked and they're probably going to get sold. You think so? Oh, well, it, it, was already, it was already brought up to them. Yeah, I think it so. It comes as no surprise. It um, depends on his pride now. We'll see because of that public fallout he might actually hang like, on. How could you have, bro, João Pedro up front? João Pedro goals this season. How many goals does João Pedro have this season? How could you have a striker that gets you 13 goals and God knows how many assists? One of the best strikers in the league. He could play for the top seven. Okay, he'll probably be second fiddle. But he can be there and he can be competitive over there. How could you have that and you still get relegated? I mean, it's not only the fact that they have João Pedro, you know. I mean, it's the players around him who are actually... They have Cranio They have Nandes, Altair isn't even a bad defender, you know. They have... Deola fucking, has been yeah. good. Bella you know, Nova. Exactly. They have Dalber. They have, they have good tools. They have seasoned Serie A players. Not to mention Nandes, even though he was out yeah. for quite a while. They have Keita Balde, bro. Like, they have enough to finish just outside the relegation pool, man. For sure, for sure. They can finish ahead of Spezia, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. they could be... Spezia are much worse individually. Look at Spezia individually. It's true, they are it's way true, it's worse, true. way worse. It's true. In every position. So, uh, like, Cagliari, I'm the least upset of the lot to see them go probably out of out of the bottom three I'm the least upset to see Cagliari go down fair enough project wise they're one of the worst it's yeah. true so good riddance um, mm. hopefully they get an overhaul Genoa were close Genoa came close um, what I what I predicted would happen almost happened when Blessin came in and they started racking up those draws mm -hmm. but unfortunately draws were not enough some of those should have been wins you know um, you look at Salernitana they got fewer results than Genoa did, but they were wins so they actually counted you know they actually True. climbed they took significant leaps in the True. table 
and overtook three teams, four teams yeah. essentially. Uh, three teams, three teams. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, Genoa have a new have new owners and a decent coach who's staying. So they, I think they they'll be back least, soon. Uh-huh. They, they're going to have continuity until next season. I think you mentioned to me that Blessing is going to stay on. He for, is, for he is. I believe season. he is. Um, that would be brilliant for them. That would be really good. Obviously, they improved a lot under Blessing. Now, it takes... It takes, you know, just implementing something a bit modern and something a bit different to, yeah. to Genoa's game. I think they their weird decisions in the beginning and midway through the season is what fucked them. Not not having, you know, um, uh, what's his name, the new manager Blessine. again? Blessine. No, not this period where they had Blessine, but the two periods before that. I mean, when they got Shevchenko, it was such a risk. And was it worth taking when you're that low, you're fighting relegation, you sign Shevchenko, eh? But you look at what he did with Ukraine, Shevchenko, and it might have been... It could have, If it worked off, it would have been called it, a masterstroke. 100 million percent, you're right, you're right. But it's... We all know how risky it is when someone doesn't really have club experience in in, in the top level, but managing an international sure. club in Ukraine. Well, he I mean, he well, was he know? was out of his depth, quite frankly, and it was evident. And they know, didn't give him any time. Get, they didn't get then. a single win. With I don't even did they even get a point with fucking Shevchenko? I don't even think so. I think they scored one goal on like his last game or yeah, something exactly, like that. Exactly. He he hadn't scored. Tragic, tragic. Was Shevchenko one of the greatest strikers of all time? Bro, I am dying to get to our tops and flops. Shall we talk hey, about? Yeah, Venezia uh, 100% And get to them 100% Venezia sad to see them go Because they're such a cool team <laughs> They're <laughs> such a cool team They came in They were cool Everyone was like Damn they're fucking but cool But you know what's not cool man How fucking they're like incapable that. they are Of getting a point Like they're, they're just incapable Of getting a They're that really cool guy In sixth form who repeats <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> Literally The guy that starts smoking cigs yeah, A bit too exactly. early Exactly like. You know, but unfortunately, that guy doesn't improve for him, doesn't end well for him. So we'll see with Venezia. Yeah. Hopefully, it ends a bit better than exactly. it did with that guy. Exactly. Tops and flops, bro. Tops and flops. Tops I can't beautiful fucking inside, wait for inside of fucking Venezia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll start with Milan. So I hope you know nice, for tops, I'm going to mention like five players for each team. <laughs> okay. No, no, try no, try, try, try no. keep it down to one. Yes, bro. We'll do. We'll do. Matthew is three minutes plus stoppage time away from winning 300 euros. And Tammy Abraham was down holding his knee and he's clearly wasting time. He looks at Mourinho and he winks, bro. Yeah, like Mourinho <laughs> just looking on like a proud father. Yeah, but Mourinho creates champions. He does. Man, he creates champions. Let's get to our tops and flops. But yes, I'm minutes away and I'm getting really anxious now. So I'm trying to earth myself. Milan. Yes. Who was your top? So top, I know there are people saying Manian was meant to be the MVP, was the MVP of the season. Look. Manian was incredible. But at the end of the day, for me, the catalyst was clear. There was one player who you could safely say that he won Milan the Scudetto. You know what I mean? Because he made moments out of nothing. You look at the game against Fiorentina. You look at the game against, even the last one against Asuolo. It was all him. You know, it's Rafael Leo. For me, the top is easily Rafael Leo. The Serie A MVP, by the way. I agree, 100%. I, I was shouting for Manian as well, but that was in context to it's his first season. He just yeah. came in and for how impressive it is. But for someone that contributed to the team and got the team to where they are today and really put the team on the map, I agree. It's Leao. He created goals from nothing. He was insane. Still, at times we see his age, but we saw what like Vinicius Jr. has come to, for example. Yeah. And we will see that with Leao as well. 
give him more than four million. <laughs> give him more than four million. Give the guy seven, eight million. Man. Literally, Fuck it. literally. Fuck it. The guy literally. is unplayable. He is. He is. I, I was seeing Kyle Walker talking. He was saying, I don't think there is. It's like there's no, there are no players that can get past me. There are no bro. Rafael Leao would fuck you in the ass. Like. <laughs> Honestly, like shut the fuck. He's up. good, huh? He's Walker. very, no, he's, he's very insane. good. But Leao has the ability to make the defender look like an amateur. Yep, it's the way he knocks the ball with the perfect amount of weight. He just outmuscles you. He speeds past you. He's he's double as fa- he's twice as fast as you are. Always, <laughs> no matter who you are, he's twice your speed. Like literally, and it's his long strides. Man, he can really yeah. knock a ball forward. And with one step, he places himself in front of the striker. So the striker has nowhere to go but into Leao's back. So he's either losing a penalty and potentially getting a red card, or yeah. he's conceding. The he defender, hopes for the, miss. the defender is off balance. He has veins popping out of his head. He's <laughs> frowning like he, his eyes are. He's cross-eyed like on the floor, getting up to recover. And Leo's smiling like a gazelle, just fucking yep. honestly just squeezing past him. Yep. And having him and Theo Hernandez on the same side, they're just exhausting right it backs must, and honestly, right wingers constantly. It must, it must be so hell. overwhelming. Yeah. So top Leo, who's your flop? Now, flop, there are the obvious ones. There's um, Balatour, there's Bakayoko. But of course, we're going to talk about people who have, who had a certain amount of expectations to exactly. them. Now, you could say Bakayoko had expectations. In fact, he's my primary flop. But if you had to mm-hmm. look at someone who contributed, the player who actually played the most minutes for Milan, I believe, this season, or the player who had the most appearances in general this season, um, Salamakers for me is the flop. <laughs> because he was so good towards the end of last season. And this year, he had many people questioning his ability. And um, I feel like, you know, he had games where he was just losing the ball very often. It was very frustrating to watch. He has had good moments, but I think he'd be the flop from the starting eleven. Like, your answer almost wants to make me change mine because I agree with you. I think he really underperformed. And I know that there were never really high expectations, but he gave us glimpses of hope because he was so good towards the end of last season, for example. And in the beginning, in, in this season, he was actually really good. Like, commentators were talking about him in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, him, Diaz and Lea always Oh my god that How you, close he, final just got Oh my god bro You almost lost it there Oof, Jesus Christ um, But ah, yours always wants oh, Almost makes me want to change mine Mine is Romagnoli Romagnoli That's a good answer bro That's a good answer Because he had moments to step up And he just didn't And he got benched by Kalulu mm-hmm. Who granted is a fucking specimen and a half but um, had, you know the captain the of Milan on the shouldn't be benched by a youth player. Is he shouldn't the, be fourth the So that's a good. That's a good shot. He'd be fifth when Kier comes back. Yeah, Romagnoli. I mean, I would. I would be very surprised if he stayed at this point. Yeah, but anyway, um, people leave. will be like, "What about Brahim Diaz? Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> listen to me, Brahim Diaz. At least he's second. Tr- like. He, you know what I mean? he, he will given, be second choice. Yeah, exactly. Second choice, he's fine, Brahim Diaz. He should have never been a starter to begin with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was obvious. This guy has never played a full season before. And you're going to throw him in the helm. Like, you're going to throw him in the fucking starting 11. Like, it was, no, it, it was, was too much for him. Uh-huh, to begin it was too with. much of an ask. Even though him. he's he's won the Premier League, La Liga, and the Serie I mean, I mean, he, he never really... Played um, when that happened, like especially trophies, bro. when he won. <laughs> I know they're good for his CVA. Oh they're my keepers god! They're keepers in the box. We're gonna stop. We're gonna stop. Or we're gonna talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got really close to equalizing again, and Roma have won it. Roma have won the Conference League, ladies and gentlemen. And Matt has won it. And Matt has won how much money, this, bro? This 
helps me greatly with buying your kits. Yes, it does. 318 euro from 110. You heard that, loser. Why aren't you gambling? Oh, 118 or so, something like that. You'd gamble and make money, man. Look at that. Look at that. You know what you, y'all motherfuckers need to work for that? <laughs> <laughs> Mela. Inter. Inter. My top, Brozovic. Yes. 100%. No one comes close. Well, the metronome. Well, there's obviously Perisic, which is another uh, option. Lautaro had a relatively good season in general. Uh-huh, well, he had a dry spell at one point. A long dry spell. Uh-huh. A long dry spell. And that's where they lost a lot of points. True. So, true. Uh-huh. But Brozovic, for sure. The metronome, they're useless without For him. sure. Brozovic, who would you say your flop is? Devray. Oh my god, same. Same? Same. Really? Just because of the expectations. Last season, he was one of the best defenders in the league. This season, he was a f- shadow of his former He's self. the most experienced out of them. Yeah. And you'd think he'd be the one, you know, pulling up his socks and having the better performances. But out of the lot, he's probably the worst at starting play from the back. Yeah. I would, I would easily say so. And we've seen, we've seen mistakes coming from his But his strengths were elsewhere and he really didn't demonstrate that this season. Mm-hmm. But in, anyway, um, I would say when it comes to flops for Inter, there weren't many players who I, fucked uh-huh, up it's individually. A tough time. It's a there tough is time. always the person who lost them in the league. It's, it's Radu. True. Radu is it's literally true. their flop. Like, oh you know, my god! Undeniably, uh-huh. had one appearance with, and he fucking lost bit, them in the league with a bit with a bit more thought. I would have given it to Radu, yeah. man. I would have definitely <laughs> given it to Radu with a bit more thought. Yeah, shall we conclude it's Radu? Let's say that. Brozovic, Radu. Yeah, let's say Radu. He literally fucked their entire season, man. Napoli was a tough one for me. Yep, same. Top, oh, Ozyman. Okay, so Ozyman was out for a while, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. I still put him as my top. It I was agree. between him and Fabian. Uh-huh. Fabian's always great, but I think... He had a good season, man. Fabian. Fabian had a very good season, but but I don't think anyone replaces Ozyman, man. For That's sense, the thing, man. It, it's not only his goals, but it's the attitude he brings to the team. He has a bit of that Zlatan about him, about his personality. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of a shit house on the pitch. He's incredibly quick. Like, Napoli can really play down the middle now. One thing we saw, especially after Sarri's time and during Sarri's time, a lot of Napoli's play kind of came from the early crosses, from the wing play. Um... That's how they were mainly utilized in the in the four three three of of Sarri. But nowadays we could really see them dart down the middle thanks to Wasserman, and yeah. then they can play it from out wide as well thanks to Wasserman. So he changed their entire play just by being a real all round striker and an energetic fucking nightmare for any defender, yeah. man. Bro, after Rafael Leao, there's one player who can solo carry an entire attack, bro, and that's Wasserman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the league, you know I would say I mean? when when Vlaovic was at Fiorentina, I would say Vlaovic as well. True, but Vlaovic always had the team working for him. When it came, when it comes to like Ozyman <coughs> and um, and Leao, they do a lot of the work themselves, man. You know, granted they won two flick offs with teammates and shit like that, but mm. they have the potential to like carry the ball from midfield to the box and just fucking shoot themselves, True. Like, you know, without any assistance. And that's very unique, man. True, I think. Chiro deserves a shout as well when it comes to strikers that can carry front three. For sure, but again, he thrives off service, unlike the other two. I guess he, he's quite active outside the area, which is... Uh-huh, which but is it's always in link-up play, like it's not just him charging, literally. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, my flop mm-hmm. is Lorenzo Insigne. Uh, same, same. You know? and, and I mean, it's, it really doesn't take a lot to figure this one out, because obviously... He wasn't terrible. He still contributed to the team greatly. Um, but in comparison to last season, 
nothing. He was the best player in the league last season, in my opinion. Yeah. Easily. He was one of them. Easily. This season, nothing. Nowhere near that level. He hardly scored from open play, man. Yeah, he you scored know, one he, or two from open play. He signed play. for another team halfway through the season. That's, that's, while that they're in a title point. charge, you know? That was, my, that was my second point. Like, And he's their captain. Exactly. So I'm not questioning Insignia's decision. Like, I'm sure... He had his reasons, but just when it comes to what the, the outcome that that had on the team, it wasn't positive. Sure, maybe it put Mertens on a nice little spell, yeah, because people started appreciating him more. Um, but Insignia was their their legend, yeah. their captain. You know what I mean? Even though, of course, Mertens has god status in Naples. Yeah, um, bro, man, the fans are just singing Roma, Roma. Ibanez is crying his heart out. You know, you look at the players; they're all teary-eyed. It's insane Beautiful. scenes right now in. Um, Tirana. Where the fuck is Tirana? Albania, bro. Yeah. Shout out to our Albanian women in the world. All our female Albanian listeners. Thank you very much for listening. We love you. Da- Daddy loves you. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. That was the worst moment we've that had. That was on the this worst podcast. moment we've had. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I think we've lost listeners. <laughs> so, bro, let's move on to Juve. 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 My top is Quadrado. Now, my top. Because of the entire season, not because of his time at Juve. It's Vlaovice. Does that count? No, for Juve. For, for Juve, so only servicing the Categorically team. by team, because of what they contribute to the team. Oh. And you said Quadrado. I said Quadrado. But not then if because... It's not, if it's not Vlaovic for the whole season, I'd, it I'd might say Dybala, bro. It could Dybala, be Dybala as well. Dybala picked Dybala. up towards the end. Quadrado, I chose him more because it's like, again... Quadrado was really it, yeah. stepping up and being a pivotal part of a team. Like, again, it always seems like they're looking to replace him or they're looking to improve that area. And again, he always just keeps He's always the best option there, no matter what happens. Exactly. He had a Perisic-esque, yeah. he has a Perisic-esque feel to him. Yeah. Um, but you could say Dybala, I think, for a guy that really turned it up and got them goals and, and made, made them exciting to watch. Dybala. Even when yeah. Vlaovic came along, Dybala was yeah, feeding exactly, him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Dybala was good, I'd man. say Dybala, in fact. Let's no. change it to Dybala. I'm yeah. for Dybala. Cool. Flop. Alexandro. Okay, I disagree. Okay. Because Alexandro already started dipping last season. Okay. So the expectations for him to perform weren't that high. Mm-hmm. The expectations for Delict to perform were high, and he fucking had a pretty poor season overall. He, he picked up, man. He did pick up. He did pick up. He picked up in moments, but then always had like a foul. He gave away a foul. Stupid. I think Juve had box, a tough season. Or he got fucking destroyed randomly. Like they did have a tough season, and he really struggled, man. Delict, in my opinion. I think for Juve in, in that case, I would say like individually, most players struggled. It's but Delict has a level of expectations. Look, to that's him, the so thing. I, I mean, it's easy to pick Rabio. Uh, you know, it's easy but no, I wouldn't even say Rabiot's their, their flop Because he doesn't have expectations exactly, I'd, I'd say the they, they deployed him where he Alexandre, needed to be deployed Alexandro, in my opinion, this season didn't have high expectations People already knew what he's become um, Delict, on the other hand, people are saying Come on, maybe he's matured and he has, and Coming off another full season To me, say, I, yeah. see, I see what you mean about Sandro But for me, to me it seems that Because he's been there for so long And he has performed That it'll only take him a couple of games to get back to being a real regular for the team because he has that foundation with them. Yeah, fair so, enough. We should post I, I these on still, Twitter, bro. We did last time and they performed yeah. really well, man. I'll put like Jake's, sure. Matt, and then like people mm-hmm. can interact. Uh-huh. Juve has an interesting one to debate because again, they had a tough season. Yeah. Shall we move on to Lazio? Yep, who's your top? 
Now, it's hard to not say Chiro Mobile, you know, he's the top I, scorer. I have the exact same dilemma as you, for sure. He's the top scorer of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like many of <laughs> many of Chiro's goals come in the same games, you know what I mean? In, in comfortable victories for okay, lots. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly say that. I, I, would, I wouldn't take anything away the, from Immobile. Sure, Let's not take enough, anything away but from like, him at all. An observation that I've made is that he likes to score when Lazio are demolishing. When it comes to those very narrow victories, it tends to be Sergei Milinkovic Savic who makes the difference, and he's my top. He's my top as well. Cool. Milinkovic Savic. I so think the team the ticks Milinkovic around him. Savage, Immobile cool. wouldn't be the same without without having him there. And as a goal scoring midfielder that also contributes so much in the physical department and the breakdown of players. Well, he's a real engine, he's a workhorse, and apart from that, he has a serious eye for a goal. And technically, he's Insane. One of the best in the league, technically. For sure. The most all-rounded midfielder in the league and the best midfielder in the league. He takes it for me. Yeah, I just hope he can achieve like legend status somewhere with the moustache, bro. I imagine agree. the fucking picture. Can you imagine him alongside Tonali? Oh my god. <laughs> but oh anyway, let's god. let's whoa, let's move flop. on. Flop. My flop from Lazio is a cherry. A cherry. One hundred percent. I don't even think that warrants. Fell out discussion. with the fans. He had poor displays all season. He, attitude the attitude problems smiling just, during a loss I believe at, yeah, at, but, at a point I know they frame it yeah. that way as well yeah, it's um, the but, but just with everything else that has gone yeah, on yeah he's the clear flop yep Roma. Roma now top again was a difficult one for me I'm gonna go for the person who had the first the best the person who's had the best debut season with Roma ever Tammy Abraham I don't see so. who he could be debated with I'd say Tammy by a landslide It was for me dude. between Tammy and Lorenzo Pellegrini Because Pellegrini is always insane bro And, and whether, if he's not, if he isn't scoring free kicks He's fucking setting up goals If he isn't he's scoring backheeled flick-ons Like on the end of he's crosses incredible. He's incredible He's, he's incredible An attacking midfielder man Who really attacks the defence He can play people through He can take a long shot from set plays He's amazing He probably is among the best in the league when it comes to set pieces overall set pieces not just free kicks free kicks corners he's up there there's like Chalamoglu yeah. him who yeah. else like yeah true Tonali can whip in a mean free kick or corner occasionally occasionally but more not, often than not yeah, there's Luis Alberto as well yeah, who's, who's fantastic in that area um, but uh-huh. <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah. um, but what about your flop for Roma it was hard, in my opinion, to pick one. I think many of them were victims to maybe harsh criticism by Mourinho early on. You know uh-huh, what I mean? Uh-huh, um, agreed. There was Kumbula, for example, who was a shout. Um, but he really improved. In my opinion, one guy who had high expectations to perform under Mourinho and simply couldn't. And half the time, Tammy was playing as the only option up front, to be honest, because mm. of this. Is Eldor Shomorodov. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think I'll stick to mine. I said Oliveira. Really? I think I think, I think he had right. a, I think he was brilliant for the first three games that he came in for, mm-hmm. and it was like, eh. yeah, fair enough, eh. fair enough. But in He's reality, you know, he now. wasn't there for half the season. Half the time he was there, he was decent, and then he flopped a bit towards the end. You're right. I think just for the whole season to declare him a flop, it might be a bit harsh. I guess. I guess. I mean, Shomorodov, and then on the other hand, what I think is that. He couldn't have been given many opportunities. With Tammy, just he has ninety were, minutes in him. They were playing in three competitions, man. You know, it's you have two strikers playing in a one. And fair enough, because Zaniolo took took the attacking exactly, spot. Exactly. Yeah. As 
as a winger essentially so he that had that should have been it was there exactly it was there for him but he i don't think he had those expectations so yeah. it's it's a debate it, I, I would say it's a debate between those two let us know your thoughts mm-hmm. fiorentino Ooh, this i enjoyed this one but i'm not sure of my answers man i would say their top is torreira but I was really close to choosing Nico Gonzalez. What the, so we're Vlaovic just is never an option. You're right. Vlaovic you're right, is you're right, you're right, Fiorentina's you're right. obvious fl- oh, top while he was there, man. You're right. Let's say okay, but but let's change it up. Who do you think for the full season and then after? Nico him? Gonzalez. Nico Gonzalez. Fair enough. And you think Torreira? You say it, it Torreira was, was pretty it was good. so tight between them. Good. But but I think when it comes to grit, mentality, performance, and just a leader's mentality, I would say Torreira was super effective. I think in those areas, in in right wing, left wing, because he's very versatile as well, Nico Gonzalez. Yes, yeah. and there's a lot of competition, which means that maybe if he were gone, he wouldn't be missed as much as someone. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, Fair enough, but bro. but at the same time, no one compares to him. And then out of out of the other options, yeah, that's true. What about your flop, bro? My flop then was Milenkovic. Um, I put Milenkovic as a as a flop, but I also put Ikone, man. I, like I, I wasn't sure between Ikone and Milenkovic because Ikone was an animal with Lil, and when he came to Fiorentina, he couldn't cement that starting spot. It was never his alone, you know. He was always sharing it with um, Nico Gonzalez. There was Saponara playing on the other side, you know, coming on. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say Icona kind of flopped in his first season. I expected more from him. No, I get, you're, you're right. You're right. I mean, he came in with high expectations. Obviously, we saw what he was capable of as well, like you said. So, he could be in the discussion of flop. Um it's always hard to say in their first season, man. Is, and I know is, I'm being is. hypocritical because yeah. I just said Oliveira, but <laughs> Oliveira literally showed it to yeah. us for a period where he was actually really good. Icone hasn't kicked off yet, and he hasn't been given many opportunities to kick off. True, as well. well, Milinkovic has had fantastic seasons in Serie A, so it is kind of weird seeing him performing at the level he is performing right now. Agreed. Atlanta. Atlanta, top, Pasalic. This was probably the easiest one. Pasalic, you said... For Atalanta, yeah, that's a good 100%. shout. That's a good shout. You know who I said, bro? Uh, I said Coop Miners, man. Like Coop when Miners. it comes to someone who shocked us, Coop wow, Miners man. for sure. What a day! But I just season. think that when it came, no matter what game, perhaps maybe the only poor game Coop Miners had this season, like obviously poor game, was against Milan because he got a yellow card early on, and they kind of focused uh, on him. Uh-huh. But um, other than that, he was flawless, bro. No, no matter he was where he played, if they played man. him behind the strikers, he was good. If they played him in that holding mid area, he was good. He was the closest constant. to the striker as well. Exactly, fantastic player overall. I think he's my man of the se- the player of the season for Atalanta this year. Interesting. I would still say Pasalic because I'm hard headed. Um, <laughs> but you're right about um, Coop Miners. What a fucking mm. season he's had, man. Um, flop. flop Gasperini. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> but like literally, because I don't think there was a fucking player that I would point at and say like they really disappointed me. Um, I, mean, I think it was just a failed system For the majority of the season The flop was Muriel But then at uh-huh. the end he picked up And he went on a run mm-hmm. um, For me the flop Is Juan Musso You think so? I think he played better When he was at Udinese Probably 
probably but but like he was he was on the end of a lot of pressure i know it's always it's always yeah. controversial to to choose a goalkeeper for both but you know you have for example many goalkeepers having moments where they save their team mm. musso didn't have as many as i typically he's see he's had him some have. good games he's though. had he's, he's had, had amazing some really good saves games. he's had amazing games but not to the extent that others in his position have true, had true, elsewhere true. like you look at vicario for example true you look at manian mm. You know, these guys, man, had incredible moments. Uh, by the way, for Inter's flop, speaking of goalkeepers, it just reminded me I'm going to segue completely off. That's fine. We should have talked about Handanovic as well. We, we could have, but I think he's done. He, he's had decent enough moments to kind of steer him a bit clear yeah. of, of that position. But um, as, a, as a flop for Atalanta, I couldn't think of anyone else but like Petzella. And it's really harsh because he was for, like forced into that position. It's obviously an opportunity for him. Um, but I think in comparison to what they had in, in Ghost and seeing Petzella taking that role, obviously you're going to be disappointed and it's unfortunate mm. for him, but that's what I can see. <laughs> and, and that's what that's What, what about Jeremy Boga, man? Again, I didn't choose him because he's just arrived there and yeah. it's not his fault. Like, yeah, that's that's why that, that's that's my reasoning. But it could easily be when you think of people who didn't play well. Expectations-wise, you look at Boga, he's a flop, you know. And even more, same logic, Muriel, same logic, Musso, man. It's just these players with high expectations didn't quite perform mm-hmm. at their high, at the highest level. And then you think so many people aren't performing, maybe there's something going on mm-hmm. internally. I'd but, definitely anyway. say it's it's within that front line, yeah. though, their, their flops. Um, Hellas Verona, top, I think, was an easy one. You put well. Simeone? No, I put Caprari. I put Caprari as well. Okay, I put cool. Caprari. A man of contrast. Same, <laughs> same logic. Simeone had that run. Caprari was there for the entirety of the season. Uh-huh. Caprari was more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that when Simeone is on a good run of form, he scores a hat-trick and he scores from like... Four, against, to fucking four against Lazio. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but for someone that performed, in my opinion, almost every single fucking game, just creating, creating, yeah. creating, dribbling, terrorizing... I would say Caprari, Caprari for sure, man. the little terrorist. Mm-hmm. Who do you say their flop is? Kalinic. Uh-huh. I put I put Kalinic, but I also put Ceccherini. Ceccherini had a bit of a poor season as well. I'd also he put had a Lazovic, couple of man. tough moments. Uh-huh, you could put Lazovic as well. Lazovic has games where I'm like, nice. It's <laughs> well, but that's it. Like It's never more than that. Like against up against Calabria. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I think overall, definitely 100% Kalinic. Yeah. Kalinic, 100%. To the point say. that they terminated this contract. Exactly. Um, Torino Top, top Bremer, Bremer Obviously Definitely he, got, he won the Defender of the Year as well Defender mm. of the Season Would you say your flop is Bellotti? I would say my flop is Bellotti Why? Because again You look at Torino have finally Secured the top coach Right? I mean why? It's an obvious yeah. answer He's, He normally contributes in, double figures They've brought in Juric Everyone thought with a stable system This guy will be back at his best And quite simply he wasn't Granted he struggled with injuries Once again but he should have he should have had a better season, I think, man. Overall, you know, looking at it right now, you know, the, he had service. He had Pobega, Brecolo, single mm-hmm. on the wing. You know, yeah, like there you were said, players to serve him. Like you said, all right, he was he was injured for a while. But you think for someone who's been in the league for that long, who's been with the team for so long, that maybe you'd expect the bounce back to be a little bit cleaner, yeah. a little bit quicker. And I know then he was better towards the end of the season, but like. Too late, your team were performing without you for a while yeah. before you came back. Precisely. But, uh-huh. It is just this season, because he's still, he's still obviously a great asset to have for them, even yeah. though they're fucking even losing him. They're losing him, yeah. Literally. Sassuolo, top, Domenico Berardi. 
Yep, of I agree. Um, obviously, double figure statistics and goals and assists. I like, think he's clear of everyone, but the closest that gets to him is Skamaka. Skamaka, or even because of some very nice moments, Hamad Traoré. Hamad Traoré as well, but towards well, the as well as well. Yeah. But when when you look at the figures of Berardi and of Skamaka, yeah. you can't really compare anyone else to that. I, you can't I even compare Berardi's Skamaka to Berardi. Exactly. Berardi's in a class of his own over there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, flop. Kirikas. Kirikas. <laughs> fuck you, Kirikas. <laughs> I don't go a fuck. I hope you don't listen, bro. <laughs> Udinese. Who's yeah. your top? Deo Lefeu. I put De Lefeu, but I also put Molina. Mo- bro, I put Molina. Remember, Deo Lefeu exists. Thought mm. I was an idiot, removed Molina, put Delefe. But I put Molina because expectations then were low. It's well, true. not low, but everyone thought, all right, no they have expected, a good right, exactly. they have a good right wing back, like. But no one expected him to be this good. Exactly. But yeah, bro, two very good shouts. Of course, it's difficult. I think for me, still Delefe probably. Delefe takes uh-huh. the cake. Molina's he just a edges cool it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and your flop? No, man, I couldn't really. Hey, it's tough. It's a tough. Weakness. Per se, but I think considering last year he had a pretty good season. I think I know what you're going to say, and I think I said the same thing. This year he was a bit shaky, no, you think? Uh, same. Okay. Same. It's really look, Bram. Bram. <laughs> Big dick Bram. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wildest assumption. He's, he is looking lean. He is. He is. He's looking lean. He looks in really good shape. He's man, been cutting. Think. Yep. Bologna. Big dick Bram. Um, <laughs> Bologna, their top, I. Went a bit cultural rather than just saying Arnautovic and I said Skorupski. Skorupski had a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, Hickey had a great season, but the top for me is Arnautovic. I mean, pff, they haven't had a striker in ages. They got one and he scored, what, 13, 14 goals? 14 something, goals. something like that. Yeah. And the same argument you had about Chiron, the same argument I had about Simeon. I feel like he scores a lot in the same matches I could get a brace here and a brace there I don't think decisively I'm wrong that because he's done it yeah he, he, has. he has definitely done it but I just really want to give the benefit of the doubt to Skorupski because he was unbelievable at times huh? he was, he was. He seriously unfucking believable but he had a shaky start yeah true um yeah I'm just gonna stick to Arnie though Maybe. flop Flop for Bologna. Jesus, I lost where I was. This was tough. I, I had such a difficult time coming did, up coming up with the flop. Um, I ended up I putting Sansone. Sansone, it's mm-hmm. not a bad option. I put Orsolini, man. Orsolini but then he shows it a, a little he bit comes when off he comes the bench on. and he does score. It's true, but he didn't cement his starting spot again. This guy's getting it's true. Longer, Nor right? did Soriano. Soriano's a good shout for flop, man. Soriano's probably the flop. Actually. They both lost lost their places to Shouten yeah. and who who was the other guy? Um, De Silvestro starting over Orsolini. They were playing at three five two. I guess the formation doesn't um, favor Orsolini at all. Uh huh. And that's why I was slightly reluctant to put Orsolini. To be honest, I'd say Soriano's more of a shout over him. But I don't know Sansone. It always seems to me like he's slightly overrated. He's always been kind of a, a solid player to have, you know, I mean, you look at him back in his Sassuolo days, back in his Villarreal days, you know, he was always a player who would score every now and then, you know what I mean? He was never quite pivotal, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I don't know, he, he kind of, 
he hasn't been as good with Bologna, like 84 appearances, 8 goals. That's Those aren't yeah. great No, they're not great. they're not great stats. And to be honest, he left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth because in the later stages, he seemed hungry. He seemed really keen to yeah. get his numbers up and that made him slightly greedy at times. True. Um, the old Bologna effect. Yeah, literally, literally. So, would we stick to mine or would we go for yours, do you think? I think we should go for... Soriano is a good... I think Soriano is the best shout because, yeah. you know, high expectations again. I would agree. Um, Empoli. Pinamonti top. Vicario. Top. Ooh, you bitch. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a good shout. That's a good shout, of course. Yours is probably fairer than mine. Um, Pinamonti, you know, he had his first starting season in Serie He got double digits. He nailed it. Young striker, you know, successful season. Top player, my top season. 100%. And then on the other end, bro, though, between the sticks, just yeah. making miracles at week times. Vicario. But then also well. fucking up occasionally as well. Uh huh. You see his inexperience. Mm-hmm. You do. But his raw talent is unbelievable. If he brushes <coughs> up on like his True. distribution and how he comes out for crosses and stuff, he'll be fucking insane, man, one day. Flop Cotrone. I agree, bro. Quitron is 24 years old and he still hasn't caught the break that he needs. You know, you look at, for example, Pinamonti, on the other hand, um, let's see, he's 23 years old, a year younger, and he's had his breakout season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Granted, Quitron did have a season with Milan where he really broke onto the scene, but he hasn't managed to replicate that since. And I fear his ability to currently play for a team that isn't in the relegation pool in this area. Quitrone is a very average player when it comes to his ability but he is a beast mentally and that's yeah. what has given he works, him good he spells he can't rely on his technical ability to get him anywhere so it's all about the confidence that he's building it's the rhythm he's in it's it's his fight not listening to me <laughs> playing video I'm watching a video of Salernitana getting promoted right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's keep it together yeah, let's keep on. it together where were we bro because you really threw me off my I'm so sorry we were talking about Quatrona being shit yeah <laughs> alright that's one way to put it Sampdoria next Sampdoria um, my top's Kandreva Kandreva seemed to slow down Mm-hmm. When it comes to his contributions, but his numbers are still fucking crazy. They man. are. Look, it was between him and Caputo. Caputo then grew had, into exactly, the season. They had reverse seasons. Exactly. So I put Caputo and Kandreva, but in that order. Okay. Because, you know, growing into the season to me is more important than slipping up and being really good. Fair enough. Beginning. I think Kandreva really contributed to some very important points that they got early on. That's true. Um, that would have saved them from relegation. Yeah. Flop, Jovinko. I put Jovinko slash Qualiarella. So Jovinko, for sure, like, why the fuck were we remotely excited to see him back in the league if he wasn't going to get any opportunities? Well, he did. He played a bit. And he was rubbish. Yeah, he looked looked like a fucking fish out of water. Mm -hmm. Qualiarella then, I mean, bit of a flop because we saw what he's capable of at an old age, but it's showing now. His age is really showing. Yeah, I put for the vast majority of the season out there, but he had his moments as well. But he came back and then, yeah, you know what did, I mean? He, he fought did. back he did. to earn his so spot So that's back. why I would say Jovinko over him. Same. Spezia, top, Provedel. Ooh, a good shout, a very good shout. I put Verde. Yeah, Verde I like was my second comes, option. Whenever he comes on or whenever he's playing, there's just some life 
yeah. to Spets. Yeah, who play very boring football at times. Technically, he's football. their best player, for sure. I agree. And then there's Bastoni, who is always a good shout. He wasn't as influential this season because he had more problems than usual, you know, injury-wise. Um, so, yeah, I would say I would say Provedel was the best player for Spets. Yeah, my fair opinion. enough, fair enough. Your flop? Manai. Okay. I put Inzola. Inzola is a good shout as well. Inzola, you know, after the end of last season where he kind of... No, he exploded right before the winter Mercato last season. Mm. Everyone bought him on fantasy football and he didn't score a single goal ever again. Like <laughs> Literally. I think he scored Literally. maybe since then, he scored one or two. But uh-huh. um, but yeah, he's definitely a flop. It's um, time to go. I put Manai Inzola. because Manai plays more and he honestly looks terrible half the time he plays. Mm. Ugh. He's a Barcelona youth product, man. You know, he should be playing better than he is. Perhaps. Still fucking better than Zola. <laughs> Zola barely plays. That's what's not fair. That's true. That's true. I get where you're coming from, bro. Yeah. Saleh Netana, top. Bonazzoli. Bonazzoli. And then there's Verdi since he's come in. Yeah. He's been really good. I, agree. I, I put him there. Um, flop Ribery. Easy. Um, yes, actually, Ribery, I forgot about him. I put Di Tacchio. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess he had no expectations. After Ribery, I put Perotti. And, and that's a good shout. Well, he didn't get, he didn't contribute, but he actually played well out on the left side. He was holding up the ball well. He'd come on in the last few moments, help create a bit. He had good moments. He missed the penalty, a very important penalty for them. But I wouldn't call him essentially a flop. Um, Ribéry is more of a flop. Yeah, Ribéry 100%. 100%. Cagliari. Yeah. Top Joao. Joao Pedro, top. Joao Pedro, easy. Flop. Nandes still. I had him in January and I have him now. I would say not Nandes because he was injured for too long. I'd say Pavoletti, man, because sometimes they look like they're a man down with him playing. <laughs> <laughs> and even true. Keita Balde, man, not managing to cement his spot in this, like... It's true. You know, granted, they're a good team, but um, he could have easily found a starting spot in this game. Like, knowing his quality, he's played, he has internal CV just because of that, typically. He'd get Literally. Spot. And, and when a team is struggling, like, you have to step up. It's as simple yeah, as that. Yeah. If, you, if you step up, you're going to get minutes. Save your boys. Exactly. Um, next is Genoa. Top, this, this was a real struggle for me. Genoa. For me, I picked a player that's impressed me. It was between two players who have impressed me. It was between Cambiasso, mm-hmm. who's impressed me, but I wouldn't say enough to be a top. But a very solid player for them throughout the entire season was Vasquez, and I put him as my top. Okay, good shout, good shout. I, I struggled way, way, way too much with this one. Obviously, there's the debate of Destro because he's mm-hmm. their top goal scorer. There's the option of Van Huysden, that when it comes to a player that came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and showed that he was good. Really good, uh, Van Hoytzen. Um And then there's Sirigu as well, who at times yeah, where Sirigu they were terrible, season. he really kept them in it. True, true. But Vasquez is a great shout as well. Thank you. So who's your official answer? Um, I think I'll stick to Sirigu. yeah. Okay, Sirigu's a good shout, man. Nice. Um, he had a few amazing saves, like rolling back the years. True. Flop? Ekuban. He didn't exactly have an easy time, bro. Ekuban, right? What do you mean? He didn't have a, an easy time this season. Like, it, it wasn't good at all. No, I, yeah. I, th- I thought you were going to talk about some injury that I was no, unaware of. No, no, um, no. He, he had a very tough time. Yeah, I would say I would their as my flop would be the man they brought in to try to actually save the show. Um, Piccoli. Piccoli came in from Atalanta and, like, again, struggled a bit with injuries, granted. But 
didn't even score, man. It's true, it's true. Piccoli, to be honest, I didn't even think of Piccoli. Yeah. Um, uh-huh, it could be Piccoli, to be, to be completely honest. And Atalanta... He was decent. With Atalanta. Made, made a mistake getting rid of him. It's because true, it, because it then they ended up he, playing they with could Mahal really up front. Him. Exactly. But anyway, um, Venezia, Venezia, top Aramu. Aramu, yep. yeah. Uh, between Shout out to Ampadu, yeah. Okareke. The most dynamic player in the league. Flop easily, Nani. Nani, uh-huh, or Cuisans, I would say, but Nani mostly. Cuisans, really? I mean, Bayern Munich player, you know, um, high expectations. Again, wasn't insane, you know. Um, Nani, though, takes the cake by far. You know, expectations were so high and he fucking did <laughs> nothing. That's true. That's true. So let us know, guys, what you agree with and disagree with on Twitter or Instagram if you think anything was fucking catastrophic <laughs> to say, or disastrous <laughs> like, as, a, as a statement. Just message us that we're stupid, please. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Um, shall we move on to the team, team of, of the, the season? season? Yes. Ooh, this is my favorite part. I think, man, I'm so excited for this. I don't have it written. I have it memorized in my noggin. <laughs> yes. yes. So Why we're going three five two. Three five two. Are we going? For example, before we start, um, players in the three five two. How strict to their position do they have to be? Like, for example, they have to I think was of, strict. If you put them as a fullback, like as a wing back in a three five two, I put them. Do as they have backs. to be defensively? Aware that they have to contribute defensively, or, or is it just they play on the left? So I'm gonna pop them there. Let's cross those bridges when it comes. We to get it. to them. Okay. We can make some exceptions here and there in that in that okay. case. So keeper, Mike shall we Mike. do it in in turns? Who goes first? So first you go first, then okay. me. Okay. I'd like to say Mike Manian because he had an astronomical season. He's a fantastic goalkeeper and a great leader. He's a just overall what a steal, Paolo Maldini bringing him in, fantastic. Vicario, I'm joking. <laughs> Manian is one of the greatest goalkeepers in the world at the moment. Yeah, the saves he produces and his distribution and the way he leads the defense and the fact that he's 26 years old, he's so athletic as yeah. well. We saw him make one mistake, one slash two mistakes in the Salernitana game, but otherwise flawless. One of the best goalkeepers in the world this season. Love him, love him. Now, shall we do defender by defender or sure. the three defenders, I think? So, so centre-backs, how okay. are we going to debate okay, centre-back right, by centre-back? You're right, you're right. Um, I'll go first. No, it's my turn now. Oh, sure, sure, go for it. Um, Bremer, Tomori, Skriniar. Very good. Bremer, Ton... Tomori and um, Kalulu's a shout. Kulibali's a shout. Kulibali's a shout. Um, but he missed a lot. You have to say screen here. I say screen here. Yeah. You have to. I think Tomori, it's disrespectful and really biased <laughs> if we don't put him there. That's true. Now, sh- let's go for the wing backs. You say the wing backs. Okay. Um, I'm going to put. On the left, this is the debate. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put Leao, bro. Like I'm gonna put Leao as a full ba- as a wing back in a three five two. I guess it's you know cheating. we're not thinking about balance, and it is cheating. But like the ideal eh, in that position, that formation Perisic. would be Perisic. But you know the fact that Leao's contributions actually won Milan the league. You know he's made history. He's you know what? Fuck it. We're not looking to. He won MVP to, in Serie A. I've put him there. We're not looking to field this team. Field this team, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and fuck you. 
Leo is is the <laughs> left winger. No, before we told Kirikas, okay, we're fine. We'll this is the second time. He has told our listeners to go fuck themselves, bro. No, no, it, it's it's bans. They get it. Yeah. Um, so I would say Leo. Yeah. What if? In, then in that case, you put Berardi on the right. No, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Leo Agreed. on the left, Berardi on the right. Oh, I had a really cultured choice in how oh, a really yes, cultured decision. No, I had Molina. Oh, very nice. It would have been a really nice shout. It but if we're been. doing it like this, which fuck it, to be honest, it should be. We should make a hipster 11 after. <laughs> it's true. Um, ooh, we should have done like an under 23 yeah. one or something ooh, like that. That's a good one for the next episode, maybe. Oh, nice. Um, center midfielders, but we need three. Now my three are... Mine, mine, mine. Okay, sure, go for it. Um, Milinkovic-Savic, uh-huh. Tonali, uh-huh. and Brozovic. Uh, we're so boring, man. I have the exact same three. <laughs> I have the exact same three, bro. <laughs> but I mean, the only one that's debatable that you can take out, if you're looking at contributions, if you're looking to mm-hmm. be that guy, it's Tonali. Exactly. But... Tonali had moments where he won Milan the lead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you watch Lazio, football, yeah. you choose Tonali That's for it. that position. And same with, with Brozovic, to be honest, doesn't have much contribution to him. But if you watch fucking football, exactly. then you choose now Brozovic. Now, the, the competitors for Tonali in this position for me were Cialanoglu and Pellegrini. Yes. I would yes. say that Agreed. Tonali overall, his <clears> season <throat> was better, eh, obviously. Who's happier right now? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I saw this post by this Inter fan page saying that Chalnoglu won with the move because he won two trophies and Milan won one. I mean, <laughs> that's just you. You can't really help this person, eh? <laughs> Fair enough. Strikers is the easiest in the fucking world. It isn't, and I have a feeling we're gonna disagree. Do I have to oh say my first now, or am I jumping the gun yet again, bro? We. <laughs> We, we decided that we're going to take it in turn. I know, and I can't <laughs> keep up. Like, God knows now it's you. Now okay, it's now you. it's me. Um, okay, one striker is Immobile. Of course. And the other striker, it's between two people, and oh, almost no. one excludes the other. Um, season, okay, I'm going to go for literally output. Um, Vlaovic, fuck it. 100%. Bro, no, who are bro? you? Because if you if I look in terms of quality, in terms of talent, and in terms of pure ability, I think Ozyman takes the cake over Vlaovic, bro. I'm sorry, that's just it's something I strongly I believe, man. Yeah. I, I, I think Ozyman is a better striker than Vlaovic. I disagree. I disagree. Is it what? Because it's because of the Juve spell. How no, doing bro. With Juve no, at the it's moment? not. It's not. It's just the fact. He's unplayable, Vlaovic. Vlaovic can be zoned out of games. And we've seen it. I don't think so, bro. With Juve, we've seen it so many times. No, but but that's because he's not exploited in his position. He's not deployed as as a fucking goal-scoring striker. We've we've discussed this. I think... think No, he's put in positions. Granted, he doesn't get... Exactly, he doesn't get the service. That's the problem. Because he's put in the position to score, bro. He's in the box all the time. He's always on the defensive line. Like You're going to compare the chances he used to get in an Italiano system and the chances that he gets Of course, now but that's my point Allegri entirely. System. If Napoli are shitting the bed, Ozzyman single-handedly solo charges the entire attack. Like, 
And I don't see Vlaovic doing that. I think Ozyman as a player has the potential to be unplayable. I'm talking about a 100 million euro Vlaovic player. can hit free kicks. He can hit it from distance. He can play a guy in as well. Sure. He's good in the air as well. I think he's better in the air than Ozyman. Um, they both bring something, bro. But I think Vlaovic has proven that he is a better striker than Ozyman. I know that Ozyman had his injury... Um, with two he has bad a lot, injuries. many injuries but like that's the thing you know he always next season it. we'll find out like who's better <laughs> that's next what we season. said last season for this one uh, for <laughs> Ozzy, man, he got injured again so now we'll see true but true anyway. Jesus we'll need to and coach of the season ah purely purely's on fire baby purely okay let's do our top three okay so so we make this a bit more exciting I would say my top three would be in this order I would say purely Nicola um, Italiano Pioli Nicola Inzaghi And then Italiano Okay Because You know Inzaghi It would be very There's Juric And Tudor yeah, Which are great true, Ooh, are. I'm Not top three fucking... Is it crazy If I put Tudor man For it... the way he Turned things around I mean It wouldn't be crazy bro He had a he, Impressive What he did is impressive as well. Ah but Italiano 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 as well bro Fiorentina. But Italiano lost games 4-0 I guess You know what true. I mean that's, that's what puts me off Inzaghi Got a, a weekend inter And Kept them as title contenders Till the very last day You know what I mean I mean Great season. I guess I guess you can't have title contenders like Inter and their coach doesn't get top three praise when he falls yeah, down to the last exactly. game. His first season with the team who are going through, not a reshuffle, I mean, but same. they lost Hakimi and Lukaku. Fuck it, you're right, Inzaghi's in third. I'm safe to say again, same thing about Spalletti, for example, but anyway. That's true. Welcome back to our question segment. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Serie Spotlight to drop your questions or your hot takes. We will react to anything over here. We'll go nuts. Shall we? We shall. The first question comes from Adam underscore Dublé on Instagram. Is that how you pronounce that last name? I guess. I guess. Yeah, I probably. think so. Thank you very much for listening and for dropping a question. Thank you, brother. He says, rank the top five league champions in order. That's, Ooh, a, that's very a very good, good question. One. That's a good one. Oh, it starts off weird. So let's go through the top five league champions. So there's Bayern, there's PSG, there's Real, there's City, and there's Milan. Mm. Obviously, Real beat City in dramatic fashion. In the Champions League semi-finals Which mm-hmm. typically would make people put Real ahead of City yeah. However, I think what City show in the Premier League Week in, week out You know, 90-something mm. points Doing crazy numbers Getting the better of Liverpool throughout I would put City first I think Real just ha- are demonic when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, Champions League football Yeah, but I'd say in fact that's City. the reason I put Real Madrid They won the league and they are in the Champions League final in a season where they'd been written off. Hmm. You know, they're a team that's relentless. They're a team that's that's never dead. They could be three 0 down their back. Like they have the ability, like, like Real. They have the ability to beat teams that are better than them. That's it. They don't need to be the better but, team. But they're always. They will always be the Galacticos, bro. They are the epitome of 
a godly footballing club like yeah that's you true. know so i guess they're the elite for me in my eyes anyway they're always the elite and you know every time i flick on the champions league they're there every time i read news about champions league they're there you know they yeah when was the last time they got knocked out in the like quarter finals well they got knocked out against ajax recently but that was kind of bizarre and yeah. they did have a bit of a, a shitty spell in the last year or maybe even two yeah. um but but still, their their trophies would would beg to differ in those cases as well. So let's go Real first. Okay. Let's go Real. Okay, first. No, you can read yours. You can stick. We don't need to agree. No, okay, cool. Cool. So well, uh, you've convinced me. So uh, okay. So <laughs> Real City. I have yep. so far. And then PSG. And then I have um, I have Bayern. You have Bayern ahead of PSG. Yeah. I would put PSG ahead of Bayern. I think that um, individually PSG have a better team than Bayern. But when it comes to the way the clubs run. The way the team plays, the structure, the system. Bayern are my. No, I hate PSG. I hate PSG, and and like you're saying, Bayern definitely have better management. But you can't deny the talent that PSG no, have. It's individually, really yes, but this is the key word here is team. Mm. I, I I would still say PSG. I think PSG get the better Fair of enough. Bayern at the moment. Um, a couple of seasons ago, it was different. Bayern were better than PSG, but they played against each other in the final when Bayern won. Back in 2020. And then the next season they played again in the Champions League and PSG got the better of them. And they've just seemed a bit better than them since that. Yeah. Um, I would even go as far as saying as that team-wise, as a collective, PSG might be the worst of the, of the lot in the top five. But, of course, I'm going to be a bit more level-headed over here and say that, of course, the the new boys to this crew are the... The worst of the lot, yeah, of course. Yeah, I would like say Milan. Milan are obviously in fifth, right? Um, For sure. They have holes at in the their moment. starting 11, the while moment. the other teams have superstars on the bench. Mm-hmm. Milan are under good management. They have a financial takeover. They could very much get that in the future. In the next five yeah. years, we could see Milan being there They're a bit more. They're an attractive more place often. to go right now. There are a few positions like the right wing and that cam position you know people mm-hmm. are fucking and striker as well yeah yeah exactly players are looking at them being like i can be the guy for this team mm-hmm. for the historic milan team that's just won a scudetto like i can literally. be the main guy literally so yeah it's very exciting yep i would say city real psg bayern milan yeah and i would say real madrid city bayern psg milan fantastic Fantastic. The next question comes from our boy Steve Colero, Steve758 on Instagram. Add him. He's fucking sick. <laughs> he says, Leo's last three games, Mamma Mia. It's not a question. It's just like, holy shit. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> I agree, bro. I agree. As fuck. Like, I agree. Like, we've shown him enough praise in this, in this episode. We like, have. he could beat any right back in the world. In a, in a one-on-one. Yeah. He's one of the most dangerous left-wingers in the world at the moment, man. Hands down. It's true. It's true. But anyway, man, that was a fun episode. That was. Uh, I love these types of episodes, man. We can just kick back, you know, go mm-hmm. easy on the prep. I feel like we prepare for every episode weekly. Yeah. And we spend hours preparing. Mm-hmm. Right? This, it felt like the it's entire season's eh? worth of preparation has led to this moment. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's, it was a way more laid back one, very much more like opinion based rather than statistics and, and all that. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I want to have more episodes like this, man. They're just, they're just way more they fun. Are, to I mean, me. It's fun also being informative, man. You know, giving yeah. people the numbers, you know, what actually happened. That's, that's, yeah. that's true. Fantastic. That's true. But let us know, guys, what you, what you prefer, whether you want to hear us kicked back having a nice little chat. 
or if you want us to bring all the information forward so you guys won't miss a thing. Yeah. But that concludes it. Wow. It's been an entire 38 matches of football that we've that we've covered, few specials here and there. 40 wow, episodes. I, so, something, something we've actually done. It's pretty yeah. nuts. Nice, bro. Nice. High five. I'm sorry, I'm clammy. That's fine. You're really wet, bro. I am really wet. I am really wet. But, but uh, thank, thank you, you guys for being here for the ride. We have a couple of specials coming up. I know we want to do our Roma special, we want to do another Milan special, we want to bring some special guests on. So stay tuned, follow us, rate us, and love you all. Bye bye.